listen up. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Go on and put on them shades because we about to shine, baby. Success ain't easy and you surely don't have all the answers. So we're going to help you stretch past your limits. You know how powerful you are. Build a strong network. You are a part of a community. Dominate your genius. Today is your day. And knock your goals out of the park. You are the heartbeat of your destiny. Let's work together versus you doing too much by yourself. You define your own success. You're a boss. And this is the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Welcome to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. I'm your host, Mindset and Success Coach, Angel Rally and Destiny Seekers, OMG. I am so excited about today's guest. I hope you guys have heard all of the promos that we had going prior to today's live episode of our guest today. Y'all, oh my gosh, you know how excited I get and I go on and on with my own bio without reading the official bio, but y'all going to get a little bit of that right now because this brother is the truth. I had the opportunity to share the stage with him a couple of months ago um, for another event that I was asked to speak at about unity. And when he came on and did his spoken word, I was just like, this brother right here is the truth. He is dope. And ladies, I don't know if he's single or not, but we want to make sure that y'all ain't blowing up his spot, all right? Because we don't do no mess, all right? We draw the free. And he was bold enough after I told him, ladies, that, you know, I have a larger demographic in the women um, sector in terms of gender. He was bold enough to say, I ain't scared of no ladies. Let me come on and bring the truth in because these are my sisters and this how we do it. All right, so that's the Intro. I'm gonna go ahead and do, I'm gonna do the official intro. Okay, y'all are tired of hearing me about um, everything about him from me. So today's guest is no other than Isaiah Thomas, also known as It the Chosen One. He does spoken words. He's a motivational speaker. He's an independent music artist. He's an entrepreneur. He is what we call the bomb.com. And there's nothing that I love more and enjoy more than highlighting and spotlighting our brothers. So, Isaiah, welcome to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, you already got most of us nice and primed um, before we even got to today's live interview when we had the snippet of Black Man Part 2, Black is Back, which is part of your three-part series of Black Man. Um, oh, my God, just dope, just talented. So can you give us a little bit about how you got started? Like, why do you do this? Wow, I'm so glad you asked. Um, I think we always should know our why. Um, but you never know who's watching. And, and so the, the biggest thing with my why, um, it's kind of like when I, when I started doing it, I call it the pool of poetry. Think of, I'm going to use an analogy. Um, so say it's a hot sunny day, right? And it's really hot and you're in front of a pool. And when you jump into that pool, most likely the person that jumps into that pool, they feel refreshed. So I was I was going through a lot at the time when I started it, and I said, I said I'm gonna jump. At first, I was like, I'm gonna jump into the pool of poetry. And when I jumped into it, it I, at first I thought I was inadequate to even jump into it because I look at poets as like it started off as like rap because I didn't even know I could really do it. But when I started being around poets, it was like a cultivated land, and I started growing around other um other poets. Uh, specifically in the, I'm from Philly, but it was specifically a, a lot of them within, amongst the DMV. And when I started seeing all types of different talent, uh, I just fully submerged myself into it. Um, because um, like I said, at first I was fearful, but then when I jumped into it, uh, a lot of my gifts started unraveling and it activated a lot of the gifts that I just had to pull out. Um, so that's how I started basically going in. It was a lot of, I was going through a lot of the time, a lot of pain, and I had to kind of dive into the, pool of poetry that's what i call it and it was quite refreshing and it pulled out my creative side it pulled out a lot of things that i didn't know was there and I actually built myself a scene with a therapeutic outlet um so first and foremost i was impacted and when i seen uh the impact that the gift 
uh, as it flew, uh, flowed through me, I've seen how it impacted others. It just uh, drove me to engage in poetry a lot more. Wow. So I'm like taking notes as you are speaking and yeah. I love how you talked about the pool of poetry and how you just yeah. jumped in. And um, one of the things, you know, the highlight, you talk about the change in environment. And that's something we talk yeah. a lot about here on the Chronicles of Doing Too Much is that sometimes it takes a change in environment. Now, I like to think that you came to the Mecca of creativity when you say you, you know, originally in Philly then came to the DMV. I'm native to D.C., so, you know, I think everything beautiful and wonderful happens here in the DMV, you know, born and mostly raised here. But just talk a little bit about, you know, what sparked that change for you coming from Philly, coming on, you know, down Mm. 95 a couple of hours into the DMV, and really, you know, I mean, you can share as much as you, you feel comfortable sharing about what you were going through then when your first piece, when you first put that pen to paper with that first spoken word piece? Okay, well, I'm going to go back a, a tad bit further, but not not too far. Um, well, well, with some of my past experiences, what really started me even walking into my gifts was when I had to, um, I was just getting in trouble in and out of, like, the system a lot of my life I, I had some uh, experience with the system um and um i had to do some time in prison and i was just i mean since the age of 11 years old i was going in and out of jail just not listening to my mom just constantly rebelling going you know and, and just back and forth and my mom oh she tried to one one thing she always told me she, i'm trying to raise a strong independent black man and um i noticed some of the gifts that i I had, but I didn't really recognize like the significance of it. And so I was kind of like neglecting those gifts. So, um, after my last time that I had to do, I had to do like, uh, like five years, five years in prison. And this is making myself vulnerable, but I, I'd rather you guys understand who I am. So you understand my why. Um, I had to do, uh, five years in prison. And while doing that time, I started recognizing some of my gifts. Um, because I, I really was in like a really dark place. I didn't know. I, I had no hope. I was facing 30 years in prison. Uh, they had a lot of charges stacked up against me, and I just didn't know what to do with it. So during that time of isolation, I had a lot of time to think and, and understand. Um, the the being in that particular situation kind of dealt mess with my self esteem. Like I felt less than, you know. I had all these charges against me, and you know, and then that's when you know I, I was saved back there too. And um, um, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, so I was I was saved, and I had some experiences that kind of help activate those gifts and the acronym uh y'all can have this you know, one, uh, the acronym that God showed me for gifts is God's ingredient for true success. And when I started tapping into that, it was like my secret recipe to it added flavor to my life. Like in one of my poems I say in order to add flavor to your life, you must continue to tap into your G I F T F. So as I started tapping into those gifts, I started seeing like the gift of rap the, and I always had like this gift of writing and uh, reading, I always would excel in English class when I was younger, but I, I didn't see how this would benefit me later, you know, um, and I didn't really pay no attention, you know, um, when I was in kindergarten, they said I had my reading grade level was in like a third grade level. When I was 11 years old, 12 years old, I'm, I'm in like English classes with like people that's like 16, 17 years old. So I'm not really seeing the power of my gifts. So long story short, after I get out, I have like a lot of struggles and, you know, they try to, as far as having felonies and it was like really limiting me with certain jobs or I could get a job, but they would treat me like, you know, less than on the job or cut my hours or could really make a living off the job or it just, I'm not saying that uh, all felons, uh, majority felons, uh, they go through this. So it led me to entrepreneurship, um, but I still didn't recognize my gifts. So say fast forward a few, few years down the line, um, I started, I was recognizing my gifts and people was like, Hey man, you got the potential. So I no longer wanted to have the potential. I wanted to be the potential. And in order to manifest that, manifest that potential, you got to act it out. So, um, I never forget. I met this guy named Nazareth. Um, uh, I got to say he was part of that motivation because I would come down to the DMV. I would be handling some business. Um, so I run a, I run a phone business, a Metro, uh, Metro PCS store. And so I was coming, I was coming down to the DMV. 
And I, I was sometimes I would check into the hotel and I, I seen this guy named Nazareth. And I didn't know he did music at first. We started the conversation, and he told me about the studio that he goes to, um, called Flyzone Studio. Shout out to Flyzone. It's amazing quality. Um, and I was looking for a studio. We had we got to talk. We was building. We would laugh a lot and just have organic moments. And trying to wrap it up. Long story short. Um, as we were talking, he started sharing some of his music. I started sharing some of mine on some instrumentals and we just was having organic. The thing I love about music and gifting, it brings us together. It's like a common denominator amongst a lot of us, especially as black, you know. Um, and, um, we were sharing that creativity. He's like, man, it's powerful, man, you know. And I would, not only would I just uh, motivate him through my uh, gift of rap, I would motivate him through the gift of just speaking, the ability to empower him, you know, and, um, just, tagging him in a positive way and we'll talk about that later so he told me about i was like i'm looking for a studio so he told me about the studio so i recorded um i, I went to the studio uh recorded uh one of my first uh songs and after recording it and then i started going back and i started working i started perfecting my gifts but it, it still was just rap but it's still a form of poetry and after doing that i went to like one of my first open mics and um it was somewhere in um the dmv it was, uh, I went to one, it was by a brother named, uh, Backpack Jeff. I went to one of his, uh, open mic and I went to one called, uh, Pure Poetry DC and I grew amongst them. It was like a cultivated land for me, a lot of different creatives and they started, they was coming out. And when I started, I started tapping in my gifts and oh yeah, bus, uh, bus boys and poets. And when I went to bus boys and poets, I still was a little timid at first. And then when I, uh, July 9th of 2021, when I went to Busboys and Poets in Hyattsville, um, I performed a, um, a acapella spoken word piece. And this lady walked up to me. I was a little bit nervous, but she was like, she invited me to a poetry slam among 16 poets in Virginia. And I felt like, cause I still felt inadequate because I still was growing into my gifts. And I think that's what us as artists have to do, learn to grow into our gifts. So as I'm sharing, after I was done sharing, she walked up to me. And she invited me to the slam. I was like, I didn't seem nervous to you or anything. She was like, no. You know, so it was like an invite to officially dive into the pool of poetry amongst the sharks, you know. And she was very well-seasoned experience. I have seen her perform. So for her to invite me into the pool, uh, I no longer felt like a fish out of water. She said, come, basically, in other words, she compelled me to come swim with the other greats. And, um, you know, and through time, as you do things, you learn to perfect your craft, the power of, I just love the power of communication of the English language. It, it is an art form. It is beautiful. And um, I started being around other, you know, great artists and poets and seeing, and it holds you accountable to, to, to do your best, you know, because at one, you know, at, at that time I was, you know, it's kind of like rap and I, I wasn't really, I was giving wordplay and stuff, but it really helped me pay attention to what I said, the delivery, the pauses. So as I, but the DMV cultivated a lot of that, but Philly, it birthed, you know, a lot of stuff birthed from Philly as well. Um, I had one of my first open mics in uh, Philly as well at the AMF house on, uh, near, uh, near Broad and Alameda uptown. Um, and they gave me that stage and I got a lot of practice. So I, I believe I'm getting better. So that's just a little bit of how I started. I don't know. It may have been a little lengthy, but that's a little bit how I dove into the, once again, the pool of poetry. And as a result, uh, like I said, it's refreshing. And I've grown, if you notice about water, uh, water, it helps you grow, you know. So I've been, I haven't come up ever since, you know, and I, I've, uh, it's been, um, very empowering. And I'm so thankful. I feel like it saved my life. It's, it's, it's therapeutic, but not just to me, but to those who hear it. Um, yes. So that's just a little bit about my, how I kind of started into, you know, poetry. So here I am, I would say about five, six months later. And I'm, just, I'm still here. Woo! I love everything about, I mean, everything. I love everything. You know, that's how we say it oh. DC. We say everything, all right? I love everything about this. And, you know, what I love the most is that your story is the story of so many of our brothers here. You know, definitely my family. You know, Destiny Secrets know I'm from Ward 7, proud to be from Deanwood area and 58th East Capital. You know, like, that's that's just my hood you know i'm proud from where i mm -hmm. am and it is the story of most 
most of the guys, most of the black guys from BC that I know, um, you know, a lot of people in my family, a lot of people who I claim as family, but the, the difference is I love how you were able to, you know, rein in your spirituality, you know, while you were doing, um, doing your, I call it your little vacation stint, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just yeah, a little yeah, way, yeah. I call it a little vacation, Long you way. know, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, and I'm not trying to make light of it because it's a really serious situation, but it's really, yeah. um, a, a vacation and you either take the opportunity to come out better and stronger or you yes. just continue to say, this is the path that I'm going to go down and you're going to stay there. And um, the majority yeah. of the brothers I know take the opportunity to really turn their lives around and go up higher. So we are going to take a quick break. I do want us to come back, finish up a little bit on this conversation, um, and then add on a lot, a lot more. But... Oh my God! I say, okay, I'm just gonna call you IT, the chosen one, because I think that's dope as can yeah. be. So, yeah. so IT, <laughs> the chosen one. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna take a All quick right. break. <laughs> good, good, good. Because okay. I, you know, this is the chronicles of doing too much, and sometimes we do the most on this show, and that is okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I- Oh, uh. <laughs> I know, I know. You, I have roped you in, and it is okay. You're part of my family now, so you can't get rid of me. But anyway, <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to come back, expand a little bit more on this story, and talk about more. And um, maybe you can bless us with a spoken word piece right here on um our live show. So are you cool with that kind of agenda as we come back from this break? Yes, I am. All right, perfect. So, Destiny Seekers, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Word on the Street is one of the hottest new daytime talk radio shows on the Internet is the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Mindset and success coach Angel Riley plays no games and holds nothing back. Success ain't easy, and you surely don't have all the answers. The Chronicles of Doing Too Much is a show about stretching past your limits, building a strong network, dominating your brilliance, and knocking your goals out of the park. Our guests are business owners, authors, coaches, corporate executives, activists, nonprofit leaders, and those who are simply slaying all day, every day. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern on Total Entertainment Radio for your weekly dose of inspiration, laughter, and resources to help you elevate to the next level. It's a whole vibe, and the energy is the bomb. No worries. If you missed the live broadcast, catch the replay on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and Google. Interested in being a guest or sponsorship opportunities, go to www.thechroniclesofdoingtoomuch.com. You're a boss and a heartbeat of your destiny. You know what you're listening to, right? You're listening to The Chronicles of Doing Too Much with Coach Angel Riley. All right. Welcome back to The Chronicles of Doing Too Much. We are chatting with IT, the chosen one. Oh, my God. I am loving Everything, everything about this interview, everything about this brother's, um, you know, vulnerability with us, and it's really giving us the true story of just what life is like when God has called you and given you a special gift and you are able to just take it to that next level. So I just want to repeat a couple of things that you just shared with us, IT, about um I love how you said your pool of poetry, you know, and it was just, and I love because I pulled three things, three key takeaways out of that when you talked about, you know, your environment, um, you know, you really had Mm -hmm. to change your environment and get around people that was really going to um, feed feed you in terms of helping you to strengthen your craft. 
Um, I love yeah. how you say your therapeutic outlet. I love that because, you know, let's, this is, this is a fact and I hate to say it that it's a fact, but this is America, you know, and in America, you know, if you're a felon or whatever, then you have oh, yeah. different challenges, you know, and in my sorority, um, one of the chapters in the DC area when I was active in the DC area versus Maryland, um, you know, that was one of the things where we really got out because we wanted, um, felons to those who had, um, that had a prior felon, um, conviction to know that they had the right to vote and a lot of people that was a misconception that they didn't have that right so that was one of the things that we would get out into the neighborhood you know neighborhood that I grew up in um and Mm. stuff and that's what I was really given um really committed to because we were getting everybody registered you know and just say "Uh uh-uh no we are tired of these misconceptions we are tired of this injustice and at the end of the day you know and I'm not going to be Angela Davis right now we'll say that for another day but at the end of the day, that's how you try to keep our community oppressed by spreading lies, by trying to make things yeah. difficult, by trying to knock on yeah. the self-esteem of our brothers. And we're not having that, period, because we already know who is the strongest, you know, race here in this country. We already know. And, that, and then when I'm talking about strength in a race, I'm talking about you know, intellect. I'm talking about physical strength. I'm talking about leadership, natural leadership traits. I'm talking about natural talents in so many areas. It comes right down to the black man. So I'm not going to be Angela Davis right now for a second because this is your show. So I'm just going to recap, but you pulled me into it just a little bit more. And I think that that Add it right down to where you talked about building up the self-esteem. And that says a lot because how do you keep a race and how do you keep a people oppressed? You do things to make them feel like they're not good, that they're not good enough. You do things to try to yeah. make them start questioning things that are natural. And that is just mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, so mm-hmm. anyway, this is your show. This is your show. It's not my show. So anyway, but lastly, I love you know, where you talked about um, God's ingredient. God gave you the word that it was God's ingredient for true success. And you really started to expand in rapping, writing, reading, like those were natural talents. And IT, you just don't understand, um, you know, all rappers and hip-hop artists and all of those in my mind, they are all great poets. Um, so you will always hear me on, you can go to all of our past episodes of the Chronicles of Doing Too Much, where I talk about, I am um, quoting the great, great poets, um, lyrical geniuses. So like a Nas, I quote Nas a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I also mm. quote Master P a lot, because you don't want to go to war with a soldier, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> so, no. yeah, right. That's the thing, no joke. That's the piece yeah. of the truth. I'm just telling you. I'm just he saying. He definitely, yeah, he definitely, yeah. Okay, Destiny Seekers, did y'all just hear that? Did y'all just hear that? I told y'all that I was oh, giving y'all true lyrical geniuses. So, <laughs> you know, it is awesome. Um, but, you know, and then I love how you even referenced that you did, you know, spoken word at Bus Boys and Poets. Bus Boys and Poets is one of my favorite spots here in D.C., um, I'm sorry that I missed you at the highest field location. I have a feature coming up. I have actually have a feature coming up on uh, on 450K Street on March 2nd. March yep. 2nd? Well, make sure you tag yep. me on your social media. Send it to me so yep. I can go ahead and promote it. And if it's March okay. 2nd, if I'm available, I'm going to be there at the Sounds K Street good. Sounds like a plan. 450, right. yeah, 450K Street, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... The K Street Northwest location, Bus Boys and Poets, Destiny Seekers, let's show up and show out for IT, the spoken one. And the parking situation down there is a lot better since we are in um, the COVID environment. And y'all know that is one of my other favorite locations. Uh, but, you know, Hyattsville location is number one. K Street is number two. Mm-hmm. B Street, number three. So let's get out there March 2nd. K450 K Street, so I'll make sure that I promote all of that on our social media platforms. Now, before we go into the next um, questions, are you being featured anywhere else, um, rather in person oh, yeah. or virtual? Oh, yeah, booking and busy. I got something on, uh, oh, man, so I just finished the feature. Uh, I did one uh, March, what was this? This is like a 
four days ago. It, okay, so let me let me go forward. So we got uh, January seventeenth, the Martin Martin Luther King Day. Um, we got Warren Eston um, on Clarkson Air in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on Clarkson um, Air. Um, I got to get the Ashley address. So I got that. That would be on my page. I have a flyer for that. Then I have uh, February. No, February twelfth. Um, February twenty. Yeah, February twelfth. And this is at like a super painted event. There'll be comedians there. Probably be like uh, close to like two hundred people there. There'll be uh, uh sipping paint. What else? Uh, comedians. And I'll be the uh feature poet there. That's this is gonna be on um Albany. I, I have the address. If I can pull it up really quick. In two seconds. It's right on my page. I'm just not trying to hold this in two seconds. So the one on two seconds. So yeah, first man. So February twelfth will be February twelfth. February twelfth, and I have one February twenty sixth as well. So I will have to just get the get the um, information. But in the meantime, we could proceed with the interview. But a lot of the information is on my Instagram at i t d a c h o s e n the number one i t the chosen one. Once again, i t d a T H O S E N the number one. And you can find a lot of those the flyers and the information on there. All right, perfect. So Destiny Seekers, y'all got that. Make sure that y'all are following him right now. So I T D A C H O S E N in the number one for I T the chosen one because he is the truth. And then we'll also make sure I'm just saying. Yeah, let me I'm I'm just saying, look, I mean, I'm just speaking back. I'm just saying. I'm sipping my Sprite. At least you sip sip a Sprite because I don't always sip the non-alcoholic on this show, but tonight I'm completely sober. So could just imagine if I wasn't like, oh, bro, my, oh, my poor brother, you would not be ready. I had to obey anyway. my thirst. No, I, I had to obey my thirst. Oh, let me, um, let me sit. <laughs> mm. Wow. Right. right. So we know. So we got February 12th, February 26th, March 2nd, July 7th. I mean, sorry, July, January 17th. Let me go ahead and speak July and see you right now. You know, we got some stuff yeah. coming up in July. I'm going to speak it in two. March 2nd. Don't forget about March 2nd at Bus Boys and Poets. Yeah. March 2nd, Bus Boys and Poets, all of us in the DMV. Let's show up. And I am going to put that on my calendar because, like I said, I'm going to be there. So let me go ahead and make, see if I can pull that and make it available, and you get to meet me in person. What's up with that? <laughs> I, will be, I will bring friends, and I will be loud, okay? Just know. <laughs> I'm talking about. Right, come on, come on. All right, good, 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 good. So I absolutely love everything. So you told us a little bit about where you're going to be. You shared your um, background. You've shared your story and how you got, you know, started and everything. Um, So can we kind of go a little bit more into you talked about that you faced some challenges while walking in your gift, but I'm not really sure that I heard any challenges. Hmm. Okay, well, we can discuss that. Uh, so specifically, how would you like me to convey you, you want to, like the beginning stages of before walking in the gift or kind of like that, or like the before I even started using my gift? Which yeah, part would you like me to? Yeah, about that. Yeah, before you even started using your gift, because I know you said, you know, you're yeah. like, okay, you know, you had your little five-year vacation, and yep. you did what you had to do. You came out, and it was like, okay, we, we found some little discriminatory practices, but that was because God had greater for you and better for you. So now you're in the space that you're in now. So, I mean, I don't know. Were those what you were okay. considering well, the challenges, or do no, you have a no, little bit No, 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 we got to we, We're going to get more detail. I was just trying to. You know, for the sake of the time, I don't know how much time we had, but I want to, now we can get more detail on those, on those challenges. Yeah. So getting out of, getting right out of um, prison, 
having a felony was one of the biggest, um, cause like, you know, like they mark you once you, um, get out of prison. You know, it's like you've done your time, but they still, you still have that mark on you. It's like an invisible thing that's, you don't really see how it affects you until you have to they check that box. And so it was, um, jobs that were, you know, which is what kind of led me to entrepreneurship because it's like, um, I was, I was getting jobs or, and it was just like, either cut my hours but you know I, I don't know you know for no reason like i might um it was one job and this kind of don't laugh at me but this is man i was one job i was working it was like paying me like uh four hundred dollars a month and i don't i don't even know if a, some people get uh get a uh animals more food you know more uh dog food than that a uh, month you know so i'm just like how can i survive off of this and my rent was 850 this is like when i first got out and I was working, but everybody else was getting like 36 hours or 40 hours a week. And I'm trying to, you know, and, and I kept trying to prove myself and I'm working and I'm, I'm just like, I'm not getting paid. Like I'm not, not getting much. So I had to go to a transition to another job. And, um, this job was, uh, all, all the people that worked on this job was, uh, either ex, you know, they was like felons or ex offense. Like we was, you know, all incarcerated before. So they would pretty much, it was a moving job. So they pretty much would treat us like, they knew we, in a sense, needed the job, you know, so, um, and so they thought, so they would like talk to us any type of way and kind of like, you know, I had the guy was, uh, we was on a job site one day and the, the boss was getting all in my face and trying to provoke me to anger. And, um, you know, it, it just, just a bunch of different little situations on how I see myself being treated or having a temp job. And then the temp job's gonna last for this season or so. You get the job, like, hey, man, I got opportunity. And like, oh, man, we don't need you anymore. You know, you, you had the job for three months. So you're just trying to figure out. I'm, I was trying to find my value. I'm like, okay, well, what's, where's my value at? Like, do I have any? You know, so it causes you to question yourself, you know, and that's how you suppress the people, you know. Um, do I have any value? Do I fit in anywhere? You know, and you're just trying to prove yourself that, you know, um, that you can, that you can do some things, but when you, you know, when you make the path a little bit harder, it's, it's like, can I do this? You know, so I just, I didn't know. I was asking myself this question. So having no challenge economically, which ultimately could lead, it could contribute to the recidivism rate. It can help, you know, okay, you have no options. If I limit your options, you kind of will go back to what got you in here in the first place. So I'm literally, a, I feel like I, I, I fight, I fought against the recidivism, the temptation to, you know, let's go back to do this or have, you know, engage in criminal acts that can lead to, it can maybe be profitable, but it wouldn't be, um, worth it in the end. So I had to maneuver that. And, um, you know, but I could say it definitely uh, was worth it. You know, so those are some of the challenges, like being, being a felon, um, just having certain jobs, just not really giving me those, uh, opportunities I was looking for. So to kind of pave my own way after experiencing that. Wow. I mean, just just everything that you just said just says so much. I mean, and that's the whole thing. If you, how do you oppress a person? How do you oppress a race? Is by taking away opportunity. And when you really go back and look at the civil rights movement, um, you know, I mean, we can go back into all you know movements in, in U.S. history. It was always about jobs. It was always about you know. Mm-hmm. In the in the United States, you need money anywhere. You need money, and four hundred dollars yeah, a month. Are you serious? You know, like now, come serious. on, now. this is a whole man. <laughs> two hundred to two every two weeks. I'm like, man, like how am I supposed to figure this out? <laughs> exactly, and you out there working your tail off. So you know, it's just it just says <laughs> so much. So would so with that saying, you know, a lot of what your experience was is what you know, really supported you in terms of, you know, the topics that you're speaking on in your spoken word. Is that true? Yeah, yes. Um, um, some of that, and just yeah, just feeling like being black is, um, I feel like a, on one of my poems I said, if black was a job, um, it will work all day long, you know, and, and just understanding the burden that comes with being it, but wearing that, wearing that proud, despite of what, comes with it uh it's not a, it's not really a, it's not really a choice um but it's something we get to do and and walk in so it's something i'll wear proudly the crown as a black king that i have on um uh, it's, it's heavy the crown is heavy 
And um, sometimes people want to just take it off. And what I want to encourage black men, my black man spirit is basically, I feel like it's like my sermon to, to black men, well, the black people in general, but especially the black men. And I think we just need to know who we are. Um, and especially I had to know who I was while incarcerated. Um, man, like, you know, because you did say inmate. They called me a number. Yeah, I still remember my number to this day, 354-342. Come on out to the cell, count top. And then when it's time to feed it, they talk about child. child. You're like, what? Like, those dogs eat child? Like, you know, like, oh, child. And then now we stand it, so we used to eat in child. Like, so it's like psychologically, I have to break, I had to break all the preconceived notions. And I think poetry is the way to just break all of the, the preconceived notions, the stereotypes, just to, we break through. And I think greatness produces as a result of, you know, so. Again, we're talking to IT, the chosen one. And did I not say the truth? The truth. I was just saying that. (laughs) You know, he's laughing because he's like, okay, Angel is doing the most. But it is true. This is true. Everything. 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 That's all I can keep on saying is everything. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, can you bless us with the peace? And then I'll put you in a hot seat. Does that work? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, perfect. So, Destiny Seekers, whew, I'm loving everything about this interview. I am so excited that, you know, we got that. He accepted the invitation to be on the show. I mean, yeah, we already know we want to blow up his spot and just get out and support. Um, we're following him on social media, on Instagram. Um, I T D A S um D A C H O S E N and the number one. I'm going to make sure that I tag him all over my platforms so we all can go ahead and connect because I T the chosen one is the truth. So don't you guys go anywhere. We will be right back. Congratulations, Coach Angel Riley, host of the Chronicles of Doing Too Much, on the successful release of the collaborative book, The Success Chronicles, Volume 1. You define your own success. More than 230 books sold in less than 12 hours. Also achieving Amazon bestseller and hot new release titles in a total of 16 categories, including Amazon International Bestseller. Blowing up the spot, dropping a billboard in Atlanta, and so much more to come. You're a boss. The Total Entertainment Radio family and Destiny Secret community commend you and your co-authors for a job well done. To secure your chapter in Success Chronicles Volume 2, email success to angel at coachangelriley.com. Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Follow Coach Riley on all platforms at Coach Angel Riley. Now back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. The Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Welcome back to the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. So, IT, the chosen one. (laughs) I just love it. There's only one. <laughs> only one. That's only one. Only one. So, can you go ahead and bless us with a spoken word piece, and then I'll put you in what I call the hot seat. So, can you go ahead and bless us with whatever it is that you would like? Um, make sure that you give us the name of it, and um, once you finish, show um, tell us again how we're able to connect with you on social media. Okay, I can give you a, a maybe a short version. I have Black Man Part One, Black is Bold, or Black Man Part Three, Black is Broken. I don't know which one would. So we could we could use the bold one. We could, I could use a, you said like a small three minute give or take five minutes something like that. I could yeah, we could do ahead. a short version of that. Okay, wow. You sure you ready for this black life? Damn right. You ready to earn your black stripes? You damn right. Well, if you ask me, I don't really think y'all ready for this black life. Because in order for me to thrive and succeed, 
it was time that I had to bleed to earn these black stripes. But I keep striving for my brothers that tried to live but ended up dying. I said I keep striving for my brothers that tried to live but ended up dying. Now snap if you know I ain't lying. Now snap if you know I ain't lying because when George Floyd tried to raise his neck and take a slight little stretch, instead he was labeled as a threat. And as a result, he ended up with a white knee on his black neck. And suddenly the racist cop slowly began to remove the air from his chest. Now, just for one short moment, I need everybody in this room to take one big, deep breath. While his lungs were gradually being pulled and pressed and pulled and stretched like a rubber band, he started suffocating while at the same time screaming for his mother, man. Even though he had a fake $20 bill, that's not a reason for him to get killed. Yet still, that's not how a full cops was supposed to treat a brother, man. That's deep, ain't it? I said, that's deep, ain't it? Or if it's shallow, the nurse would always tell me to take my meds. But that's one hard pill to swallow, especially when you can't breathe. And you surrounded by a bunch of cops disguised and strap thieves. <laughs> Them thieves out here stealing people's lives. But then we act surprised because in my mind, I thought the cops were supposed to help protect and serve us. But instead, they abuse, neglecting curvers. And as they apply more and more pressure to your neck, you then start to realize that you can't breathe. So you yell out loud in front of four officers in a small crowd and say, I can't breathe. Now your body's losing strength and you feel your heart skip a beat. It's pain in your chest, but somehow you can't sneeze. I mean, even if you did sneeze, I mean, how could God bless you? While you screaming for your life, while a racist mouth stretch you. You're slowly losing oxygen. Now your neck is feeling numb. You've been thrown down, smushed, and stepped on like them. But them pigs just fed while you're on the ground lying. You're being treated like an animal, so now the anger that you feel starts roaring like a lion. While the entire crowd of witnesses are beginning screaming and going off like a siren. Then a traumatized old nine-year-old black girl starts frantically crying to keep recognizing that you're fighting for your life. But unfortunately, you're dying. And now you're simply just trying to breathe. As you gasp for air, as you lie on the knees. If only you can get up, live, leave, and just breathe. Home. Black man part one, black is bold and he might drop i'm just saying that was a mic drop right there Whew. i wish we had more time to just go on and on and on because you know you are going down in my book as one of my favorite um guests you're going down in my book as one of my favorite people that i follow on social media and i can't wait i'm you know, um gosh i will let you know if i can't do march 2nd but it right now just doing a quick look at my schedule i should be there so i am so looking forward to be there and supporting you and bringing a crew with me um Whoever I have available, Destiny Seekers, hit a girl up if we want to go up there together to really support, um, you know, our brother right here, IT, the chosen one, who is the truth. So are you ready to get into the hot seat? Uh, throw me in the hot seat. Let me grab some ice cubes real quick just in case I need to cool down. Let me go <laughs> grab some. I got my cup of ice right over here. <laughs> The shade, the shade, the shade, and I love it, I love it, I love it. Hey. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love it. So on social media, I have um, four themed days that I get the most engagement. So I always like the guests on the Chronicles of Doing Too Much to contribute to those themed days. So 
I do steal, but since I'm telling you, I'm technically not stealing. And since I'm connected okay. to you on social media, I will tag you, all right? So I'm technically not stealing. Okay. I'm tagging you and attributing. So the four okay. theme days are um, Manifestation Monday, where we share affirmations, um, Faith Walk Tuesday, where we share a song or quote or scripture or whatever it may be that gets us um, motivated and pumped when we need a source of encouragement. We have Wisdom Wednesday where we um, give our younger self a piece of advice. And then we have Thankful Thursday where we share one thing that we are thankful for. So I'm just going to go through each one of those days and just on the fly ask you to contribute something that, you know, I can steal it um, because I'm telling you, so I'm technically not stealing, and I will tag you, all right? (laughs) So you will get the information if I use anything that you share with us. I like that. And then, you know, can I say something before you go? I, I, tag is actually my whole, just my name. I wanted to explain my name real quick. So my name is I.T. The Chosen One. Allow me to explain. Hear me up. So my name is Isaiah Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the initials of what? I, guess the other word, I.T., right? T. So when you're playing a tag and you're pursuing somebody, what do they say? Your. It. It. Right. Right. So that's my initials, I.T. The Chosen One. So therefore, my, my my mission statement as a poet is to tag others, T-A-G, meaning to all generations, love without partiality, right? To tag as many people in a positive way, uh, as much as possible in a positive way, and in a loving mannerism. So that's just what the name means. Just in case I was wondering why he called himself the chosen one. And remember, this town is heavy, so if you want to be the chosen one, you got to walk and act like one and think like one. So just wanted to talk about that. And... Mic drop again. Go ahead and pick it up because you're about to Bow. break that thing. All right. Wow. <laughs> wow. I got, I got another one, too, though. I dropped that mic again and rock it again. I'm telling you. And I got some encouragement for artists, too, and I know we got to get into it for the time's sake, but always remember as artists, the microphone as, as our paintbrush. The canvas is our audience. And as artists, we're the paint. And in order for the for the canvas to get all of who you are, we must submerge ourselves onto the canvas. So always remember that. So I just want to share that. It's a little encouragement. All right. I think mic you drop. just broke the mic with that one. I'm just saying. I, 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 <laughs> I think you just broke it. Like, don't come on. Don't be coming on this show breaking up stuff and everything, you know. <laughs> I'm painting my canvas. The chosen hey. ones in the building. Mm, you feel it? You feel that power? The chosen ones in the building. And again, the truth. It just said, it just said the chosen one is in the building. This is why he had to be on my show. IT, the chosen one. It's the only one. It's the only one. It's only one. IT. And get it. You see that eye that he's supposed to be? Double IT. IT, the chosen one. Oh, oh my God, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You are so my brother for real. But anyway, <laughs> we are, oh my gosh, the, the promo for this episode is going to be crazy. I got so much to pull out. It's going to be so crazy. I love it. I love it. So you ready? So I, I don't even want to put you in the hot seat. You know, already broke the mic with all your mic drops. You already kicked mm. out some knowledge. You know, like, <laughs> that's why you did not me you're the only one. You know? <laughs> In the world, all by myself. What? What is going on? The only one. The only I one. I am. I'm just saying. Come on, don't play with me, man. I'm not recognizing it. Coming to a stage near you. That's what, that's what on, I'm man. talking about. Uh, look, we got a couple of yeah. stages. Um, February 12th, February 26th, March 2nd. Come on now. We got a couple of stages. We're going to talk about that. You're just saying. Hey, remember this. Remember this moment. I resemble the Black Panther. I'm a fighter and a dancer. I move like Batman. I'm Mr. Melody. Ain't no shame in my game. Yeah, I said it. I'm proud to be a Black man. Come on, man. <laughs> and again, the mic is shattered. And again. And again. <laughs> hit him high, hit him low, man. Come on, man. Your modern day Muhammad Ali, man. Come on, man. I'm playing with you. Oh, I love it. 
love it. I love it. And so far for season four and for the calendar year 2022, who has been the best guest? IT, the chosen one. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you see that eye, because I see whatever you try to do. You ain't gonna be, oh, you see all these eyes? You see the eye right here? Eye right here. Hold on, here goes another eye. Got an eye right there. Look, it's whole, it's eyes everywhere, man. That's what I got the two uh, eyes right here. I see it all, man. Well, you said, but you also said all eyes on me. I'm just saying, since we're quoting great poets, you know, we got to put Tupac mm. in there. talking about all oh, eyes on me. Oh, trust me, I got my, well, I got my poetic justice hoodie right over there. That's oh, what yeah. I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, we ain't playing. <laughs> I should go get it real quick. Where is that? Let me see. I got it right here. Oh, that, where is that? Where is that? This oh, yeah, here it goes. Here it goes. I love this show. This is why we Hold love on. the Chronicles of Doing Too Much. It's because our yeah. guests come on and they are real. Oh, man, that's dope. Oh, Poetic yeah. Justice. We, we ain't playing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. You, you see it. Let yes. know what it is, man. Oh. IT and Tupac collaboration comes soon, man. You know how it goes. Uh, yes. You know <laughs> Yeah. I don't feel like I feel like I don't want to put you in a hot seat. Like, I mean, you just mic drop so much. I'm like, I just need to do a clip from this whole video, and that takes all four days. <laughs> the chosen one. See that? See that mic? That and the eye is a microphone. So you see, we 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 rock mics and we drop mics right there. I see the chosen one. You just the eye. Drop mics and rock mics. You drop mics and rock mics. Now, let me that's, what I'm, about. that's what I'm talking about. Because I was about to say, did you just say we drop mics and we rock mics? Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> rock the mic. No, I'm uh, just a microphone. I just like to show off my brain. And I do have merch. I might well, most likely be bringing that during my feature. So, y'all can definitely, you know, um, I'm working on the website. Got to get all that together. But in the meantime, you know, in person, that merch is available. Uh, I don't play tag, but it's holding on IT. And if you're looking for the light, that's the place you can find me. That's my whole um spill. But I'm gonna let you go because I've been breaking oh. this mic left and right. So you got so you got merch. Okay, so the website's not up yet, mm-hmm. but when we're seeing you live, we're able to get it. Yes, definitely come helpofbrotherout.com. You can uh, click on that. No, I'm sorry, it ain't just at the <laughs> website, but um, yeah. <laughs> Okay. I was about to say, is that really the site? Like, that's actually cool. No. I'm about to have that now. Yeah. Just go to Black Lives Matter, not just when cops shoot us down, economically, too. Our lives matter economically. That's how we live. So help a brother down. Please. Put on the website. Y'all playing, man. Oh, you are so my brother for real. Man. <laughs> so let's go, wrap up this show because I will keep you here forever and um, yeah, I, I am just so enjoying this entire conversation um, God, I'm so thankful that you accepted the invitation I'm so um, honored to be able to share you to my platform because um, I really do think you you are the truth and I'm going to support you however I can you know now I got to I, all your merch that I'm looking at, like with what you have on now, and I can rock it with a pair of heels. So that's that's a good thing because you know I I, I like to put my little heels on, so you know add that little feminine touch to it. So ain't nothing uh, more sexy in my opinion than you know a woman is rocking a hoodie or a whole sweatsuit or some jeans and a hoodie, and they got their little stilettos on. So you know that's how we do it. That's so what I'm talking about. It's just amazing. So. I'm going to put you in the hot seat. We're going to wrap up and then make sure that I, um, you know, blast you all over my social media platforms, get you, you know, um, continue to build your following, your growing, because you are the truth to, you know, in my eyes and I think into everyone that's listening to this interview. So Manifestation Monday, do you have an affirmation that you would consider one of your favorites? Kind of like a quote, more so. Sure. Like, like a that will help. Okay, yeah, I actually write. <laughs> I write quotes. Um, wow. Um, one of my favorites. Yeah, it's so it's so much. Well, yes, well, it's it's part of my matter of fact, my poem. I told you that, and that poem was not just a sermon to black men. It was a sermon to me. After I wrote it, uh, I know we got to wrap it up and make it quick. Um, I literally was in tears after I wrote the poem, Black Men. 
because I really understand what it feels like to be a black man. Just a quick testimony. I've been jumped by three cops uh, to the point where they beat blood out my head. I dug my face on the ground and closed the door while doing it. I have seven guns pulled out on me on a traffic stop, misidentified as um misidentified as a stolen car. Come to find out they recognized it was my car and then had the nerve to compliment me on the car and say, nice car, but um I oh man, oh man, you know, and I and I believe we ought to take our pain and make it a prescription for somebody else. So if I was to say a quote, I, I you know, I wouldn't even quote from no book or nothing. This is from a poem from the Black Man series and I end one of the poems off. You gotta come see me to, to see which one I ended on. But I say when trouble come my way, I start laughing out loud. I'm getting blacker every day. That's why I'm black and I'm proud. So that's one of my affirmations that I tell myself when I look in the mirror, despite of, despite of, I say yes still, despite of how I feel and the millions of gallons of black blood, them blue villains might have still, yet still I raise my black fist and thank the Lord that I exist and say I'm so damn proud to be a black man. I said, I don't think y'all heard me. I said, I'm proud to be a black man. I'm going to say that one more time. I'm proud to be a black man, and that's a fact, man. And I said, I'm fighting for a cause, so I'm throwing up my right fist. And no matter how many red, white, and blue stripes they, they try to stain my black life with, I'm still shining bright because I possess more black power than a light switch. I resemble the Black Panther. I'm a fighter and a dancer. I move like Batman. I'm Mr. Melodin. Ain't no shame in my game. Y'all said it. I'm proud to be a black man. So that's my affirmation. Woo! I feel like that that's your affirmation and, you know, for Manifestation Monday. And then it also mm. goes into Faith Walk Tuesday when we're talking about what is something that you do or, or return to when you need to get pumped when you feeling down about something and what you just came mm. out to me mm. sound like that you could use that for both. You know, am I right oh, or am yeah. I wrong? Yeah, we could use that for both. Yeah. I pull in, I pull from my gifts, God's ingredients for true success. And if you want to add flavor and you think about it, one thing about black people I love is I love, we have, we need to recognize we have a lot of, we have a major superpower. And one of that thing that one of those superpowers is our ability to add flavor to things. When I was incarcerated, we used to make these things called uh cheat cheese and, and, and we used to take little soups and chips and cheese and we used to put it together. And even though we in a messed up situation, we have a feast and we'll make and, and, and I've I've learned how to add flavor to what I'm going to what I'm experiencing. So even though it comes off bitter, I end up making it better. And I think that's a powerful thing that all, that black kings tap into that. Learn to add flavor. Your gifts add flavor. To your life so yes that's what i utilize to add flavor to mine even when it comes off bitter i make it better Woo! yes, yes. Mm-hmm. i love all of it all of it well let's go into wisdom wednesday and what is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self Ooh, my younger self learn to respond and not react, meaning because when we react, it's an instantaneous. I'm, I'm I'm reacting. I become a I'm a victim of my situation, right? When I respond, I'm a victor. So I think we need to literally learn to respond. So there is, is therefore the calculated move. One of my examples is Jesus, and you notice there was a time they confronted him. Pharisees they called the woman an act of adultery, and when they uh, they they literally wanted to challenge him using the law, and uh, it says such says uh, says she should be stoned. What do you say? If you notice, he took a pause. He stooped down on the ground. Nobody really knew what he wrote. He didn't react. He had peace. and then he came up and he said he was without sin. Cast the first on. So therefore, it shows me a level of wisdom. Young black men, listen, man. We we need to. While well, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself. We need to respond instead of reacting. Because look, do you understand that? A three-second decision can cost you 30 years in prison. And I was facing that, you know, and it didn't take that long to do what I did. So I'm telling my younger self to respond instead of react. Uh, mic drop again. Mic drop. I mean, I'm, I'm keep on putting this mic together and you keep on dropping it because you rock the mic and you drop the mic. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You got- only one. I love it. 
only one. The only one. I'm just saying. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> and oh, man. <laughs> that wraps us up into Thankful Thursday. What is one thing that you are thankful for? Man, I am such. I think my I live my gratefulness. I, I I'm thankful for life, and that's why I try to enjoy it. The four L's in life. I try to, and I came over this up. You can have this as well. I got a lot of knowledge. I got a wholesale quantity and supply of it, free of charge, because I know it's a great investment. So, um, four L's in life. What I'm thankful for, and I try to live this out. Love. I feel like if you love, live, laugh, and learn as much as possible, and I'm thankful for life. I try to utilize that. And I feel like life is like a journey. And um, I don't know if you ever watched You ever watched The Wizard of Oz? I, yeah. I, I, you ever watched the movie? Okay, cool. I, and I don't mean, like I said, I use a lot. That's the poetic side of me. I'm like a big kid. I use a lot of knowledge. He's very creative. But if you notice on The Wizard of Oz, it was walking down a uh, yellow brick road, right? So they, and, uh, well, I think it's, uh, Scarecrow was asking for a brain. The, the lion wanted a heart, right? If I only had a brain. But if you notice that when they got to the end, do you remember what happened when they got to the end? I know it's your interview. I'm asking maybe one one last question. But do you know what happened at the end? You remember? Right. It was it's like okay they already had all of it. They were asking the wizard to give it to them, and the wizard showed them that they already had it. Come on. Come on. So so it shows that we ought to enjoy the journey on our pursuit of whatever we're pursuing because I think the most important part of the journey is the the process of it. And so I, I, I want us to be thankful I know, I know we got these great goals and, and I'm still pursuing, but I'm making sure I enjoy and I laugh along the way because, um, <clears throat> every wizard that you come across may not have the power to make the changes that you may want them to make. And we got to make that change. But let us just, I, I, I'm thankful for life and what I make sure I do is I laugh, live, love, and learn every step of the way. And on that note, Destiny Seekers, I don't have anything else to add to it other than reminding everyone that you are the heartbeat of your destiny, and we will catch you guys next week on The Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Thank you for listening to The Chronicles of Doing Too Much. Don't forget to hit that like button, drop a comment, and smash that subscribe. And make sure you keep the conversation going by connecting through social media at Coach Angel Riley on all platforms or visit CoachAngelRiley.com. Until next time, go be a boss.